Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thriving Through Adaptive Leadership, a podcast created to help you address complex challenges in your community or organization by growing and thriving as an adaptive leader. My name is Brandi Walker, and I'm faculty at the J.W. Fanning Institute for Leadership Development, a unit of public service and outreach at the University of Georgia. I'll be your host as we explore various aspects of adaptive leadership through our podcast. This episode is a companion piece to a previous episode, which was entitled Stakeholder Engagement for Adaptive Leaders. Today, we're talking about stakeholder engagement specifically from a volunteer management angle, which we will learn requires those adaptive leadership skills to be successful. Let's get started. It is my pleasure today to talk with Josh Podvin, who is Assistant Director for Community Partnerships in the Office of Service Learning at the University of Georgia. He's going to share his insights on stakeholder engagement from a volunteer management angle from his years of experience. So Josh, tell us a little about yourself. Well, thanks, Brandy. Uh, My name's Josh. I've worked at the University of Georgia for about 15 years. I uh, worked in my first 10 years with student organizations, and so a lot on how they manage their, their peers through engagement. And then in the last five years, I've worked in the Office of Service Learning, first with a program called Experience UGA, which I'll talk about in a bit, and then more recently with Community Partnerships. And I spend a lot of time engaging with local nonprofits and agencies as how I can support them in the work that they're trying to do in engaging both community members and students. Wonderful. So we've been talking a lot about adaptive leadership as a way of creating environments where people can thrive. And it looks like you're engaging in a lot of those different environments. So can we start off by just telling us what does it mean to thrive as a volunteer manager? I think as a volunteer manager, you're trying to create a welcoming place where individuals feel like they can make a difference. Volunteers want to feel valued and empowered. They wanna know what is expected of them and to have a clear problem to solve. Volunteers want to help folks, and often what they're helping them do is work through a change. As a volunteer manager, I think it's my goal to create an environment that empowers those volunteers to do that. I think the challenge really comes when there aren't clear-cut answers. Uh, That's when you need some adaptive leadership skills to be successful. Nice. So it sounds like volunteer management is definitely more than just managing but creating those environments to help the volunteers lead change efforts. So if we think about that, how do you engage stakeholders? And now your stakeholders are your volunteers and the folks the volunteers are working with. So how do you help create that understanding of engaging stakeholders to create those adaptive changes the volunteers are leading? So I think one of the keys with adaptive leadership is uh, creating a space for folks to observe, interpret, and then figure out what intervention is necessary. Or I've heard you talk on this podcast about the idea of the balcony. uh, And then what I'm thinking about is how we empower those on the front lines to create solutions and provide feedback to those in decision-making places. So your volunteers are the key to gathering essential information to solve adaptive challenges 
as they're often the folks on the front line interacting with clients or other individuals. In order to observe adequately, you have to listen to all of your stakeholders. For volunteer managers, those are both the individuals who are volunteering and the clients that you serve. Wonderful. Yes, we've got those layers going on. So can you give us an example where we see this come to life? Sure. Experience UGA is a field trip program uh, with local schools, our, our pre-K to 12th grade schools, that brings students to campus for some hands-on learning. That requires a constant balancing act of managing and understanding the needs of the students that come to campus, the teachers, the instructional coaches and administrators on the school district side, while at the same time considering the needs of departments and units, faculty, staff, and students here at the university and what skills they bring to the table. Those are a lot of moving parts and a lot of different types of needs that you're articulating there. So I can understand that you would have a lot of technical issues to address, a lot of things to check off, a lot of ways to make sure that nobody misses the bus, everybody's on the bus metaphorically and actually, <laughs> but it also sounds like there are an enormous amount of relationship oriented adaptive challenges in your example. Can you speak to those or speak to the difference between the technical and adaptive challenges? Sure. Often when we're volunteering, we set out to solve or respond to a technical problem, but issues always pop up that require an adaptive solution. The key is how we empower our volunteers to respond in the moment to that situation. It's also how we encourage those frontline individuals to share feedback with the team so that we can constantly refine the work that is being done. That is such a great example of putting the work where it belongs. I imagine you don't want your volunteers constantly calling and saying, what do I do now? What do I do now? But of course, you can't anticipate all the problems they might encounter. They're the ones living in that problem space. So yeah, talk to us a little bit about uh, how it is that you give them that confidence. Because again, if the solution is coming from the volunteer manager, it might not resonate as authentic or, you know, let's be honest, it might not be the right solution. Right. So there's not just one solution. There is no one way to solve these challenges that we come across. Experimentation is what takes us forward and what moves the needle and improves the work that we do. So I'd say this is particularly applicable to our experience UGA trips. We're dealing with a variety of different disruptions from a variety of perspectives. And our volunteers need to be empowered to solve problems that arise in the moment. And we know that our intervention might not always be the perfect solution. That's where the experimentation comes in. Uh, they're gonna experiment try new things, bring these back, but it's all part of the process of adaptive change. So with all of these moving parts, you have ultimately an end goal of making more of a systemic change, but then you have the immediate experience, which if it leaves a bad taste in people's mouths, whether it's the ones hosting or the ones being hosted, it's not going to help you move towards that end goal. So Talk to us a little bit more about how you help those people be comfortable in these scratchy moments of, 
there might be a lot of chaos going on. So Heifetz talks about the productive zone of disequilibrium, this space where you generate enough discomfort in your intervention to move things forward, but not so much that the whole thing explodes. So, and I think this really resonates with how we empower volunteers to make change within an organization. You have to give them enough information and skills and training to be successful so that they can, can make some change that it's a little bit uncomfortable or as scratchy as you like to say, but not so overwhelming, so much information that it would disorient or detract from your overall efforts, that change you're trying to make. So those are the key things that I think you have to consider when you're trying to make systemic change on a project or initiative. You've got to disrupt the system enough to motivate folks, but not so much that they become overwhelmed with information and just can't move forward. So Josh, what do you think is at the heart of some of these adaptive challenges that you face in volunteer management? Well, people always say that folks resist change. And, and I think what they're really experiencing is loss. When someone has a job or task that they have to do, they're living in the technical end of the spectrum. They know the expectation. In many cases, they feel like they do their job or their task, their volunteer responsibility well. When we seek to make a change in the way we do things, it represents a loss, a loss of comfort and knowledge in how to do something. It's a loss of familiarity. That change represents a new way of learning and doing. It's unfamiliar and it's what is key in the volunteer management role or a supervisor's role. The volunteer manager who listens to a volunteer understands their anxiety or fear around the change and then communicates how that change builds off the work they've already been doing is far more likely to be successful. So I love that what you're describing is not a one-way street. It's not just let me come in and explain to you, but it's let me listen and let me mm -hmm. understand, like you said, the anxieties and fears. So how do you do that? Just some practical advice here. How do you do that as a volunteer manager? I think the reality is that volunteers can't always put their finger on the change right away or the question right away. So you have to create avenues for those volunteers uh, to be able to do that, create a space for reflection. And you can do that through formal or informal means uh, by doing a volunteer survey that asks questions, uh, more of an assessment, or by finding ways for volunteers to come together and talk about the work that they do, more of a conversation or dialogue. When I'm listening to my volunteers, I'm learning about the challenges that they face. This builds relationships with the volunteers. It gives a level of trust that you have their best interest at hand in the work that you're asking them to do. It's also a way that you as a volunteer manager or someone who is looking to get stakeholder engagement can work to make adaptive change because those volunteers will share real challenges and opportunities that they see in the work that they do if you create an environment that fosters that level of dialogue. Well, Josh, thank you so much for sharing your experience and stakeholder engagement as part of adaptive leadership for volunteer management. We continue to emphasize, and you brought it up so beautifully here, 
we have to recognize the loss that people feel who are going through a change. And one way to do that authentically is to build trust and relationships with the people you're working with. That's really at the heart of what adaptive leaders need to address. And to all of you listening, let us know what you'd like to hear next. Email me at bbwalker at uga.edu. That's B as in boy, B as in boy, W-A-L-K-E-R at uga.edu. On behalf of the J.W. Fanning Institute for Leadership Development, thank you for listening to our Thriving Through Adaptive Leadership podcast. We hope this podcast will help you build your capacity to address complex challenges in your community or organization by growing and thriving as an adaptive leader.